0: Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living. Welcome to this Market Leaders podcast. I'm at the National Investment Center for Seniors Housing and Care Fall Conference in Houston here with Alex Cohen, CEO and co-founder of Liberty SBF. Alex, what's the overall sentiment here among senior living and care facility owners?
1: Great question and glad to be here. Um, I think everyone's excited to be back in person. Um, You know, COVID obviously directly affected this industry vertical uh, significantly. So I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, conversations around coming back, you know, what does is, what is restabilization look like? What is the what is is gonna happen in this industry kind of post-COVID? Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement in being back in person, um, but obviously there's a lot of headwinds facing the industry, a lot of distress in the industry, um, which can optimally, optimally turn into opportunities. Um, you know, but I think a lot of, a lot of conversations centering around COVID and recovery.
0: And what kind of deals are you hearing about?
1: Um, you know, we focus on the one to $15 million size range of deals. So most of the lenders and brokers and sponsors that we're meeting with focus on asset types in that size range. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot of opportunistic buying REITs are sellers of assets, uh, certainly for underperforming assets. So we're seeing. Folks who focus on deals in our size range, who are opportunistically buying assets that may need a transitional business plan, uh, where, where the sponsor may need to execute a transitional business plan to get that asset back into performing. Um, you know, we're hearing a lot of uh, opportunity in sort of the middle market in terms of uh, you know pay range, not necessarily middle market in terms of size, but middle market in terms of you know, assisted living opportunities and, and, you know, ability to execute expansion plans to focus on that payer group, Um, you know, so, you know, seeing a a wide range of deals, both from the acquisition side and and deals that are more transitional in nature, um, as well as borrowers that are looking to take advantage of refi opportunities, given how low rates are. Uh, so, for folks who may have already purchased deals that were distressed and executed some sort of business plan, or for borrowers who own stabilized properties, you know, another big you know, opportunity that we're hearing about is you know, folks who want to take advantage of low rates, refi, and try to get that done before the end of the year.
0: And how are these deals getting financed?
1: I think it's across the board. I mean, I think in our size range, there are actually more financing options than in sort of the larger institutional space. Um, obviously you hear a lot about hud and the agencies financing stabilized properties um, i think in terms of construction and bridge opportunity is definitely a very different landscape than pre Um you know borrowers are heavily you know bar- lenders excuse me are heavily scrutinizing business plans and i think there's just a lot less liquidity focusing on that transitional space so you know we're hearing about you know your traditional lenders that are that are you know obvious to the space HUD still very active you know, the agencies have programs both for small balance and for larger balance you know I think one of the things that we're here promoting is especially for deals in the size range we talked about earlier 1 to 15 million that there are other Government subsidy financing options like Small Business Administration loans that can go up to 15 million provide very, very high leverage at low costs, and you know we we're, you know we and other SBA lenders are able to extend that leverage upfront. So borrowers are able to get 85 percent of cost even on a transitional or or construction type loan. Whereas when you know if you're doing a bridge type financing. And then waiting to your hud execution you may only get 65 percent of cost which will require a much larger equity injection than an SBA type deal
0: what are some of the other hot topics at the conference
1: um you know again hearing a lot about um opportunities to buy distressed assets um, i think there are folks that are trying to figure out how to refinance underperforming assets um, that maybe they own and, and have, you know, had uh, issues or impairments. Um, you know, one big thing we keep hearing over and over again is the opportunity in middle market, uh, which is an area that we're we're trying to focus on more and more. Uh, we like that payer mix as the baby boomer generation starts to age and go into AL-type facilities, we think that's going to be a a really big market opportunity and kind of fits very nicely into the size range that we're playing in, so middle market is something that we're hearing a lot about um, and I think it's a big buzz at the conference this year.
0: Beyond this event, what's the current sentiment among healthcare lenders?
1: Look, I think a lot of healthcare lenders are being very cautious. I think leverage has certainly been dialed back, especially for non-government subsidized loans, you know, whereas borrowers may have, you know, in healthcare received leverage up to 70 percent of cost uh, pre-COVID, you know, I think it's really hard to get above 65 percent leverage um, on conventional non-government subsidized loans. So anyone who's executing any sort of business plan, it's just harder to get know it's harder to get higher leverage deals it requires more equity injection you know it gives it gives borrowers a lot to think about when you're comparing a bridge loan versus potentially an SBA execution where we are able to get higher leverage um, which I think can be a good uh, you know alternative to conventional bridge loans you know most people think about SBA as a perm loan option it actually can be used for ground-up construction for executing transitional type business plans as well as for firm financing and the rates on that are you know government subsidized as well in the threes and fours so very low cost financing as well but i think generally most lenders are being cautious some lenders have exited um and i think that you know there's there's certainly some optimism on the horizon but i think everyone's being very very cautious right now
0: what big opportunities are out there
1: um in terms of 2022 Specifically, Um, you know, I think that, you know, you're still going to see a lot of choppiness in the capital markets in 2022. I think that, you know, we, as we get successive waves of COVID hitting, I think owners and operators have been able to use technology and protective technology in particular to better combat, you know, waves of COVID. I think that, you know, we're still not out of the woods yet i think this is going to be a a decade of covid unfortunately and i think especially in the next 12 months you're still going to see a lot of choppiness both in the financing, you know availability of financing as well as um you know sort of uh you know successive waves of potential covid threat and that has a direct impact on the industry i think that's why you know sponsors are are you know I, i think well-positioned to think about, you know, conventional bank lending as well as tapping, you know, folks like Liberty who are non-bank lenders, especially finance companies who have weathered the storm. Uh, We've been very active and actively lending uh, through COVID. We understand some of the choppiness and some of the, um, you know, challenges of managing a census in this type of environment. So for us, I think, as a non-bank lender, well-capitalized, you know, we're you know, anxiously looking at opportunities that our sponsors are capitalizing as a result of some of the choppiness that we've seen. But I think 2022 is definitely going to be, you know, a a, a period of of choppiness for sure.
0: Okay. How are you underwriting deals now?
1: Um, You know, obviously 2020 was a challenging year for most participants. So, you know, we're not completely dismissing 2020, but we are you know looking at levels of occupancy and census in 2018 and 2019 and for folks who have been able to get back or close to pre-crisis levels we're you know on a t9 basis i mean we're sitting here in november most folks have internal financials through the end of september so we're looking very closely at 2021 year to date for facilities at least on a stabilized level You know, for facilities that have come back to close to, you know, pre-COVID levels, you know, those are opportunities that we're actively financing. I mean, if you, you know, if sponsors have not been able to get levels back up, that's going to be a more challenging deal for us. You know, unless it's an opportunistic acquisition and new third-party fresh capital is coming into the deal. Any final thoughts on the outlook on
0: the industry for 2022?
1: Um, No, as I mentioned, I think it's going to be choppy. I think there are definitely opportunities to take advantage of, but I think in terms of sourcing capital, I think deals are taking longer to close. I think sponsors should be thinking about that timeline. You know, if it used to take 45 to 60 days to close a deal, um, you know, it's probably taking closer to 60 to 90, especially in this industry where, you know, there was so much disruption in 2020 and there is a more careful, I think, underwriting being done across the board so um, you know we think there's a lot of opportunity out there for sponsors who have weathered the storm we're looking for new deals we're looking to refinance you know I think 2022 despite the fact that rates you know have crept up a little bit you know rates on an absolute level are still at very very low levels. so I think one you know one area that we're very excited about you know going into 2022 is being able to continue to capture more refi business and for folks who own stabilized properties, you know now is a great time to refinance.
0: Thanks for sharing your insights, Alex. Uh, for McKnight's, this is Lois Bowers. I was here with Alex Cohen, CEO and co-founder of Liberty SBF. Thanks for listening to this McKnight's Market Leaders Podcast.